about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of All In. We are here today talking about how to be all in with the Lord, closer than ever. And we are at a time where we're witnessing God's power unfolding everywhere around us. We have a lot to be thankful for. As Christians, of course, we're always thankful that Jesus is Lord and that we are here with Him experiencing time on earth where we get to help as destinies of humans are being decided where they're going to spend their eternal destiny. And all that God has given us and all that we're witnessing right now around us, we need to relax and enjoy and understand that God is still right where you left him, on his throne. And Jesus is on his throne. And we are in Christ. We are in Jesus witnessing things that are amazing. As we watch God do the miracles He's about to do in this country, in this land, it will be only God that is doing them. There is no man that can do what needs to be done, but God Almighty is doing it. And I, for one, want to be on His side, don't you? It says if uh, God is for you, who could be against you? Well, I just know if we're on God's side, then uh, He's on our side because we're on the same side. So in this hour, in this day, we want to declare victory over every circumstance in our lives. We want to declare victory that Jesus Christ is our Lord and over our bodies You know, I don't know about you, but I pray every day over this temple that God's given me to live in. He's given us these bodies to live in uh, while we're here on earth. They're earth suits. You cannot live on earth without an earth suit. And so, Father, we thank you that these bodies are sanctified. These bodies are protected. These bodies are under the blood of Jesus. And no weapon formed against our body can prosper, for our righteousness is of you. We thank you, Lord, that every germ and every virus that touches our bodies, it dies instantly in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that we've had and will continue to have the full protection from any virus. We thank you, Lord, that every Every organ and every tissue of our bodies is functioning fully and perfectly in the name of Jesus. We claim that Jesus, by his stripes, we were healed. We were made whole, and our bodies must align themselves with the Word of God. So, in Jesus' name, we move forward. And we know that no weapon formed against us can prosper. We know that no evil shall befall us, neither shall any plague plague come near our dwelling, for God has given his angels charge over us. And in our pathway, there is life. There is no death. How do I know that? 
because God's Word says so. And I'm going to read some scriptures, lead us through a time of of reflection here as we think about all that we can be thankful for, but also knowing what God is doing on our behalf. God is working on our behalf. He is working diligently. And uh, He wants to do more, and it's by faith that we activate what He can do in our life. So let's wake up now, all of us, as a body, as a church, as the bride of Christ, and realize that we are coming to a conclusion on this planet. We are are in the later days, the latter days. We are in end times. We are in those moments preceding the return of Jesus, our Lord. Isn't it exciting to watch as everything unfolds around us, and as Lucifer himself loses control because he's so worked up and exposes himself fully in the world. So let's, let's read here a little bit about, uh, about the evil that's going down. And going down, I mean going down. It's going down. And this is from the book of Revelation 12. It's not Revelations, it's Revelation 12. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and a crown of twelve stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain, and she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven. An enormous red dragon with seven heads, ten horns, and seven crowns on its heads. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to the earth. The dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that it might devour her child the moment it was born. She gave birth to a son, a male child, who was, who will rule all nations with an iron scepter. And her child was snatched up to God and to his throne. The woman fled into the wilderness to a place prepared for her by God where she might be taken care of for 1,260 days. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down. That ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night 
has been hurled down. <laughs> they, trump, they triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb, right? And by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to think, as to shrink from death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury, because he knows that his time is short. What we're witnessing all around us, in the news, people going crazy, weird trying to make things, take everything into their own hands, is exactly that. Satan realizes his time is short. When the dragon saw that he had been hurled to the earth, he pursued the woman who gave birth to the male child. The woman was given to the two wings of a great eagle so that she might fly off to, place, to a place prepared for her in the wilderness where she would be taken care of for a time, times and a half, out of the serpent's reach. Then, from his mouth, the serpent spewed water like a river to overtake the woman and sweep her away with the torrent. But the earth helped the woman by opening its mouth and swallowing the river that the dragon had swept out of his mouth. Then the dragon was enraged, at the woman, and went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring. Those who keep God's commands and hold fast to their testimony about Jesus. Well, if you don't know it, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't felt it, you're under attack as the church, as a believer. And that's who Lucifer's after. Because he can't get to Jesus. Jesus is coming back. And he was cast out of heaven. He lost his place in heaven. Lost it. He has no more authority there. Him and one-third, one-third of the, of the angels that were swept down to the earth. Right now, we're dealing with the author of lies. Lies. Lucifer is the liar the masterful liar. And he has taken over through this planet anything that has to do with communicating so he could lie through the communication, whether it's media, whether it's, uh, it's the social media, whether it's online. He's done everything he can to corrupt and control what's being said. Therefore, you can't believe what you hear. You have to go to God's Word. And in God's Word, you'll learn everything that you need in order to have victory in your life. No matter what's going on around us, no matter where it's going on, or who's saying what, it has no bearing on what we as Christians are asking God for or praying for, because God will answer. He will answer. So how do we get through this? We get through it by the through the blood of the Lamb, 
and the word of our testimony. Our testimony is to always give good testimony to, to God. There are people right now saying, God, have you forsaken us here in this country? Have you, you know, where, where are you when we need you? Let me tell you, he's right where he belongs. And he's about to show himself strong. But the people and the church need to rise up with the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And we need to declare what the prophets have said from the beginning and how it's going to come to pass. We're in a really great time. You might think I'm crazy for thinking that, but you're alive right now because God has something for you especially to do. He has absolutely chosen you for this time and this moment. You're about to witness a great miracle in this country. It is being reborn. It is being born again into the body of Christ. However, Satan would love to stop it. And he can't. That's the whole thing. He can't. You and I, with the power of the Lord in us, are using the Word of God, the blood of the Lamb, and the Word of our testimony to decree victory over this country, over this land, and moving forward. Ephesians 1.22 And God placed all things under His feet and appointed Him to be head over everything for the church. That's Jesus. Now, God placed all things under Jesus' feet. Everything. There is nothing left out. Nothing. <clears throat> nothing left out. <clears throat> so, he appointed him to be head over everything, and that's us, the church. We are part of the body. And we're here on earth carrying out, in the final days, what Jesus wants us to carry out. So, do you know what you're carrying out? Maybe you need to ask the Lord what that is, and so that we can, so you can get a better uh, handle on, on what it is you're supposed to be doing for the Lord. And how do we do that? We do that by praising God, asking God to tell us what it is He wants us to do. Here in Ephesians 1.17, 1, verse 17, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so you may know Him better. God wants to give each one of us a spirit of revelation and wisdom. Are you asking for it? Are you seeking it? Are you receiving it? Father, we ask you today for the spirit of wisdom and revelation that we might know the perfect will of God for our lives. Each one of us, Lord, that each one of us we know plays a role, a very important role, or we wouldn't be here. And we ask you, Lord, for the revelation knowledge and the wisdom of what it is we're supposed to do how it is we're supposed to do it. Standing up as one mind, one body in Christ for Jesus and all that he stands for in America. Jesus said to him, this is Matthew 8, 7. I know these are one-liners, but these are very standalone-ish type scriptures because 
Jesus said to him, Shall I come and heal him? Well, he wouldn't ask that if it wasn't God's will. Is it God's will? Some people want to know, is it God's will to heal? Okay, well, God doesn't change himself every day for everybody. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And then at Matthew 8, 7, Jesus said, Shall I come and heal him? I don't, and now you can read the whole rest of that because there's that's out of context. But still, the bottom line is Jesus is saying, I heal. I will come and heal him if you want me to heal him. And that's important. Now we go to Mark 5, 8. For Jesus said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. Very short sentences here. First of all, he says, shall I come and heal him? Yes. The answer is, go, he's going to be yes. Do you want to be healed? Jesus wants to come and heal you. Now, in Mark 5, 8, Jesus said, come out of this man, you impure spirit. And these things had to listen to him. And yet, we're made in the image and likeness of God, and we're in Christ, so therefore, God's word in us has the same power. Now, I know a lot of people I talk to don't believe that, and therefore it doesn't work for them because what you believe in your heart is what's going to occur. Um, so two short one-liners here. Number one, Jesus is saying he wants to heal people. Number two, if there's an impure spirit, he's speaking to it, and it's coming out. Now in Isaiah 55, verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. This is God talking. Neither are your ways my ways declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out of my mouth it will not return to me empty, but, I, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So God is saying in Isaiah that whatever his word says is not coming back to him without achieving what he wants. Now, when you read his word and you believe his word and you speak his word, it begins to work for you. If you don't read His Word, if you don't believe His Word, and if you don't speak His Word, it's not working. You have left it in the book. You've left it on the shelf. It's like a, a, a carpenter with a, with a power saw, and he's got to cut this long piece of wood and he leaves the power saw on the shelf and takes a handsaw to cut the piece of wood. You know, you can do that. And you might actually cut it. won't be straight, but you might actually cut it. But God has given you a power saw. He's given you his word. And all you have to do is act to activate his word is to read it, believe it, <coughs> speak it, and stand, stand while it comes to pass. His word will not return void. His word is the seed. <clears throat> and the seed has to grow. 
Isaiah 5.13 Therefore, my people will go into exile for lack of understanding. Those of high rank will die of hunger, and the common people will be parched with thirst. Now, what's he saying there? Therefore, my people will retreat. They'll go into exile. They'll go hide. My people, who are called by my name, will actually go hide under a rock or a pillow for lack of understanding. They don't understand what's going on. Do you feel like that now when you look around to see what's going on in the media and around us, in the government? <clears throat> Do you realize you maybe you think you don't understand? You don't understand what's going on. So what do you want to do? Go hide under a rock for lack of understanding. And if you do that, instead of praying for revelation knowledge and praying for what God is about to do, then what will happen is you will, uh, literally, the last part of that, you know, those of high rank will die, from, die, die of hunger. And the common people will be parched with thirst. So whether you're a high-ranking believer or a low-level believer, if you don't get revelation from God, you'll just shrivel up and die on the vine. And that's what God's saying. You've got to pick up His Word. You've got to take, the, take this fight by using His Word. And we take the sword, which is the Word of God, and we've got to release it into this earth. You decree what you want to see happen in this country. You decree what you want to see happen in your life. You decree it. You are a king's kid. You are not broke, busted, sick, and disgusted. Satan wants you to believe that. He really wants to beat everybody up. He's trying to show off right now and show the church that he's got control. But I'll show you, I'll tell you what, God's got a plan. And he loves having these plans where everything just turns around at the last minute. And that's what's going to happen here. We're witnessing God turning things around. But you have got to be someone who's proclaiming victory in your life in order for you and your family to experience it. That's the way it goes. You have to do that. Now here in Revelation 21.5, he who was seated out on the throne said, I am making everything new. Right now. Revelation 21.5. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. I am making everything new. That's what's going on right now in front of your eyes right here in America, or in around the world. God is making everything new. And we're alive in a time when we will witness it. And we need to praise Him and thank Him. If you're getting up every day and you're not sure how you feel, and you're a little rah, 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 grumpy, get the Word of God inside of you. What the heck are you doing? And stop listening to the news that only wants to bring you down. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. Let their ratings plummet because you're not there. We get enough people doing that. Maybe they'll get the point. They're not, they have no, they're just prophesying doom and gloom. That's all they're doing. 
prophesying doom and gloom. And you know who the author of that is? Lucifer. So, what to do? Don't listen to Lucifer. Don't listen. If Lucifer was here right now preaching to you, would you sit there and listen to him and hang on every word? Well, then turn off the news because he's using it to preach to you. Okay? Turn it off. I'm telling you, all you need to know is in this book, the Bible. I do print out my scriptures ahead of time, so I'm not holding the whole Bible trying to get through it. But that's what you need, the Word of God. The Word of God will not fail. Will not fail. Ever. Never. So, I did read that. 2 Kings 5.14 So he went down and dipped himself into the Jordan seven times. This is the guy who uh, needed to get a healing, right? And uh, he said he, he, had, he was told to go dip himself seven times in the Jordan, as the man of God told him. And his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. Now, what made him whole? It was the act of faith, act of doing. The act of doing. So he was obedient, and he went down to the Jordan. Seven times he dipped, as the man of God told him, and his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. And we listen to the Lord, and when we obey his word, his word kicks in. The anointing is on his word. The healing power is on his word. But we have to pick up his word and use it. We have to use his word. Here in Romans 8.11 it says, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of the spirit who lives in you. The same measure of faith that was used to raise Jesus from the dead is the same measure of faith that's working in each one of us as a believer. So as we think about right now where we are, every one of us has to pick up the sword, which is the Word of God. This is the time for the armies of Jesus, armies of Jesus, to stand up, pick up their sword, and to declare victory with their mouth. Declare it, declare it, declare it, and praise God for victory over America, victory over everything that has to do with God in this country. Victory, victory, victory. Victory, saith the Lord, is ours. We will take it, and we will have fun doing it, because God is with us, and no one can go against Him. So as we watch God doing miracles, Let's learn how we can participate and be part of those miracles here in America, here in the earth, and right now as we just live our lives to watch the Lord intervene in every area. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. We're talking about being all in with the Lord. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. 
In Ephesians 6.16, the Apostle Paul says that above all, to stand against the devil's schemes, we must pick up and use the shield of faith. This faith shield is perhaps the most important piece of defensive armor against the fiery darts of the wicked one because it's versatile, mobile, and capable of protecting the entire body. Hello, I'm Sam Rohr, president of the American Pastors Network with another Stand in the Gap Minute. Faith is that unswerving trust in God to do all he says he'll do. Protection from the fiery darts, those temptations from the devil, those enticements to the sins of blasphemous thoughts and unbelief, the sudden urging to do wrong or entertain sinful thoughts is what only true faith can protect against. These fiery darts, like speeding arrows, come suddenly and from unexpected places. They pierce and penetrate and can set the soul on fire. How's your faith, Shield? Will you join the battle for truth with us at Stand in the Gap Radio and TV? Sign up at standinthegapmedia.org. It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. And we're back, and we're talking about being all in with the Lord. We're talking about the power of God's Word working here in the earth. And uh, I, for one, am excited to be alive today. I believe we're witnessing amazing things that God is doing in the earth. And you can be a part of that. And all you have to do is speak God's Word, declare God's Word. It is that simple. Yes, it is that simple. I know a lot of people will say, ah, you're that name it, claim it bunch. You think you can just... No, I don't think anything. I know what God's Word says. Do you know what it says? He says if you take His Word and you speak it out of your mouth, it won't return void. Are you calling God a liar? Then you better not. That's all I got to say. Stop lying to yourself. Turn on the radio. Turn on the TV. Let them lie to you. They're pretty good at it. But God's Word will never lie. And everybody, everyone else is a liar, and everything else is alive except for God's Word. It remains true. It will never break. God will not break one part of His Word. If He did, He'd have to cease to exist. So you better believe God's Word will never, ever return void. It's fun. It's fun to realize that. When, they, when that finally hits you, and hopefully it hits you while you're still alive on earth, you'll realize all things, all things are working together for good because we trust the Lord. All things. All things. And you are a blessed person in a blessed land under a blessed God. So how much more can you can you accomplish? So here we are in Isaiah. Uh, no, actually, we're going to be 3 John chapter 2, the new uh, international version. It says, Dear friend, I pray for you. <clears throat> I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. So what is that saying? Dear friend, I pray for you that you may be in good health. Would God direct one of his people to pray for good health if he didn't want you to have good health? No. He wants you to be in good health. God wants you to be there. And it's going to occur as your soul grows. You have a soul. And that soul has to grow. It has to grow. you got to stop drinking the milk of the Word and get into the meat. You're old enough to eat meat. 
and get into it and, and understand that God's word wants to fix you. If you need healing, he wants to heal you. If you need finances, he wants to get them to you. He doesn't want you relying on the government. He doesn't want you relying on people. He wants you to be able to um, simply do one thing, and that is to uh, trust in him with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding. Here in 2 Corinthians 2, uh, verse 14. But thanks be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ, triumphant procession, and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of Him everywhere. That's what our job is. Our job, uh, our job, thanks be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ to be triumphant. He doesn't lead us to fail. He leads us to be triumphant. And that's 2 Corinthians 2, verse 14. Now here in Daniel, I know I'm jumping all over, but you know it's neat to, to tie it all together because you can get these stories all over the Bible and people will say, well, the Bible doesn't make sense to me. Well, you haven't read it. And you haven't read it more than once and you haven't tried to put it together. You haven't spent time meditating on it. You haven't done that. Or it would make a lot of sense. Here in Daniel 3, verse 16 it says uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Remember those guys? Replied to the king uh, Nebuchadnezzar, "Who do not need? Uh, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this manner. In this matter, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and He will deliver us from Your Majesty's hand." So regardless of what's going on around us, God will deliver you. He, he'll, he delivered them from the furnace. How much more will he deliver you right here? All you got to do is call on him. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that you, we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you've set up. So we're not going to be listening to you, government, the way you want us to be. We are going to serve our God. And if you get in the way you're going down. If you get in the way, you're going down. If you get in the way, see see how that works? God will do it. You don't have to do it. God will take down anyone and any government that tries to get in the way of us serving Him if we go to the Lord and we ask Him to do it. And we say, Lord, I want to serve you, and they won't let me do it. Well, look out for them. God will remove them. He will remove them. It's pretty neat stuff. Isaiah 54, 11 through 17. Afflicted city, lashed by storms and not comforted, I will rebuild you with stones of turquoise, your foundations with lapis lazuli. I will make your battlements of rubies, your gates of sparkling jewels, and all your walls of precious stones. All your children will be taught by the Lord, and great will be their peace. In righteousness you will be established. Tyranny will be far from you. You will have nothing to fear. Terror, terror will be far removed. Terror will be far removed. It will not come near you. If anyone does attack you, it will not be my doing. Whoever attacks you will surrender to you. Whoever attacks us will surrender to us. God is about to turn it around. He's about to turn this country inside out for Jesus. 
See, it is I who created the blacksmith, who fans the coals into flames and forges a weapon fit for its work. And it is I who have created the destroyer to wreak havoc. No weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute any tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. So the Lord is talking about vindication, and he's saying that you have the right to see anything vindicated that comes at you that you don't like. He will vindicate it. You don't have to. You run to him. We run to God. Father, did you see what they're doing? Lord, do you know what they're trying to do? Do you see that deceitfulness? Do you see that stuff that they're hiding, that they're trying to do to hurt all of us? Vindicate. Eradicate. Vindicate. Father, thank you for vindicating us here in this country. Thank you for vindicating us here in America, around the world. Thank you. Wherever your people are, vindication, God's vindication, God's word will never return void. Isn't that great? That's great stuff. Hebrews 11.1 Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for the assurance about what we do not see. Another way to say it in the Bible, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Do you have now faith? Now faith. What kind of faith? Now. It means right now you stand believing. You're not running and hiding. You're standing and believing. You're standing and believing. What are you standing and believing? Whatever it is you ask the Lord for. Whatever it is you prayed for. Whether it's our leaders, our country, our president, uh, health, the coronavirus being, you know, cast into the sea. Whatever it is, stand. God will vindicate. God will destroy it. God will do it on your behalf. And all you've got to do is praise his holy name. Now faith. Now faith. Right now. Are you using now faith? Or are you running and hiding? Romans 8.31 What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? If you don't know God's for you, that's an issue. you got to know God is for us. God is for us. And if God is for us, who? Who? What leader? What leader? What anyone? King? Anyone? Who could be against us? No one. Because they cannot stand before God. They cannot stand before God. Isaiah 61, 2, 4. To proclaim uh, New International, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, and the day of vengeance of our God. Here we go with the vengeance again. Vengeance of our God. It's the same as vindication. His vengeance is vindication. <clears throat> He's vindicating us. So we are to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Are you doing that? This is the year of the Lord's favor. Oh, Art, how can you say that with everything that's been going wrong? This is the year of the Lord's favor. This is the year of the Lord's favor. (coughs) This is the year of the Lord's favor. And the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. Do you mourn? Are you sad sometimes? He wants to comfort you (coughs) and provide those 
who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty. That's Isaiah 61. He wants to put a crown of beauty on there, <coughs> on you, instead of ashes. The oil of joy. Do you have joy? Or are you kind of mixed up? Broke, busted, sick, disgusted, not sure how you feel? He wants to put the oil of joy instead of mourning. Stop mourning. And a garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair. Are you despairing? They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities. They that have been devastated for generations. God is about to restore everything. Everything. This is the day of the Lord. This is that day. Isn't that great? God is here and now. He wants you to decree that this day is the favor. This is the year of favor. God's favor. Can you do that? Oh, I have to use faith for that, Art, because it isn't really the truth. That's right. You have to use faith. Faith is the substance of what you're going to get. If you don't use faith, you're using fear. There's only two, faith and fear. You cannot have it both ways. <coughs> Excuse me. Turn on the news, and they'll fill you with fear. And fear will bring on you what you are fearing, what you are believing, because that is the opposite of what God says, to believe and use faith. Believe and believe what God is telling you. Or will you let fear bring to you your future? You can't have a, you're either operating in one or the other all the time. That's the way it is. It's one or the other you're operating in. Um, 1 John chapter 2, verse 20. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. He said that before. And all of you know the truth. So we aren't to be we aren't to be hiding, we aren't to be fretful, despaired. We have an anointing. It's a gift that comes with knowing Jesus. The same anointing that's on Jesus is on us. Hebrews 1, 13 and 14. Or 13. Yeah, and 14. To which of the angels did God ever say, Sit at my right hand? until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? So we've got armies of angels. We've got Jesus. You've got guaranteed eternal life if you call on the name of Jesus. You have the Word of God promising you it will never return void. So what is it? that's causing you to have so much despair. You have been given all the tools, but you got to take them off the shelf. you got to take that saw off the shelf and cut through the wood. <clears throat> and if you aren't willing to do that, then you're going to hide your talent. You're going to go hide in a corner somewhere, and that's sad. It really is. And you'll talk to God about it, because He will... When you leave this planet, he'll bring it all up. He's going to bring it up before you so you know what you could have done. 
Oh, you'll go to heaven if you believe in Jesus. But he's going to let you know what you should have been doing for him. All of us. Exodus 9, 8 through 12. This is an interesting one. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Take handfuls of soot from a furnace and have Moses toss it in the air in the presence of Pharaoh. Just going to bring dirt now into Pharaoh's court. Toss it in the air. It will become fine dust over the whole land of Egypt. And festering boils will break out on people and animals throughout the land. Wow, God was actually implementing boils to demonstrate to Pharaoh how much power he had. So they took the soot from the furnace, stood before Pharaoh, Moses tossed it into the air, and festering boils broke out on people and animals. The magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils that were on them and all of the Egyptians. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord had said to Moses. So God is ready to demonstrate outwardly, manifesting things, even like that. And Pharaoh still wouldn't listen. It took a number of things before he actually let the people go. But right now, God is about to move on this earth. He's about to move in this country in a way that we have not seen. So I, I just encourage all of you and all of us to get ready to watch the miracle hand of God working here on the earth. It's, it's now. We're in that moment. Numbers 23, 23. There is no divination against Jacob, no evil omens against Israel. It will now be said of Jacob and of Israel, see what God has done. See what God has done. That's what we're going to say. See what God has done? Look at what God has done for America. Look at what God has done in my life. <coughs> Look at what God has done. That's about, that's what we're about to say. And that's the only thing you can possibly say. Look and see what God has done. Our God, our Father, who art in heaven. Thank you, sir, for all that you've done and all you're about to do. It's great. We're excited and thankful and praise you. We worship you. We are not filled with despair. We are filled with faith, hope, and we know that you are love working through us we will love others as you have loved the church, and we will spread the gospel like we've never spread it before. That's what's going to happen. That's America being reborn right now before our eyes. And we will say, look what God has done. Look what God has done. <clears throat> In Joshua 1, verse 3, I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. So, we're part of that. We're part of the whole structure. Wherever you go, God tells you to do something, He'll give it to you. The confidence is in God. Our confidence is in Him. 
He will deliver it to us. But you got to go. You got to go. And you have to be the one declaring it. You have to be the one declaring it. Matthew 2, 16 through 20. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, this is when the Magi, he told the Magi, you know, come back to me and report to me after you've seen this child that you believe is a king. And, um, and of course, he had a hidden agenda. He wanted to kill him. So he wanted to, to, wanted to know where he was. He was furious when he realized that the Magi did not come back to Herod. And he gave orders to kill the boys in Bethlehem, all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under. Can you imagine that? Killing babies. Can you imagine that? I'm going to say it again. Killing babies under two years old. Who's he tr- who is Lucifer trying to keep out of this earth by upping the abortion rate? Who is it that he's thinking is going to be born into this earth again? Does he think, he probably thinks, Jesus is coming back in another body. And he's trying to murder so many aborted babies. I mean, babies through abortion, so that there's no chance of that ever happening again. But he is behind it all. Behind it all. And uh, it, it's, it's just amazing uh, that we allow this kind of thing. But just like Herod did, all the babies two years and younger were going to kill him. In accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they were no more. So there were many, many sad things that happened because of that. Children were murdered. Children are being murdered right now, but hey, God's about to turn it all around. Oh yeah, there is no reason to despair. This is all about to turn around, and God is going to do it. And We're going to say, look what our God has done. Look what God has done. Praise the Lord. This is the best part. Listen to this. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up and take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. Now, the child is still a child, so it couldn't have been that long. From the time Herod did that to the time Herod himself died, wasn't that long. Probably maybe, what, a couple years? And all of a sudden, an angel appears and says, Well, took care of those guys. They're all gone. They're wiped out. Now you can take the child where we told you to take them. Take them, uh, take them back home, you know, to the land of Israel. And, uh, and he also says, that not just that Herod is dead, he says those, like they, who were trying to take the child's life are dead. So there must have been many involved in that decision. And every one of them. God took them. That's right, they're dead. Now, where are they spending eternity? Because, man, if you aren't for God, you're trying to kill Jesus, and that's your intention? You think you're going to be the king forever? You think, man, I'm not letting this guy take away my kingship? 
there are those people in this country who will not give up being in office because they think they're going to rule forever. Well, God is about to vindicate. God is about to vindicate for the body of Christ. So whatever it is the body of Christ has just gone through, I want to, I want to tell you right now, God is about to turn it around. He is about to turn it around. You are going to watch God's vindication, and you can say, My God, who supplies all my needs, look what He has done. Look what my Father has done. Wow, my God has done it for me, my family, and this country. And that's what it's all about when we believe in the Word of God. God's Word will never, ever return void. All we've got to do is, first of all, know what His Word says. So you got to pick up the Bible. That's where His Word is alive. you got to read it out loud. you got to speak it. you got to decree it. And you got to stand in faith knowing, knowing that God is about to turn it upside down for Jesus. Oh, yeah. And those who are sitting in lofty places with smirks on their faces will no longer be in those places. They will be gone, and God will see to it. Because we are going to say, look what our God has done. I just want to say thank you to everyone that helps in my life to keep me focused on the Word of God. And thank you all for tuning in. And we thank God. We are thanking God, thanking God for Jesus, for eternity, and man, the best is yet to come. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me, it's about time